Good morning. You're listening to XX Files Radio on CKUT 90.3 FM or online at CKUT.ca. I'm your host, Bara, and on this full moon, I'm going to be talking about the connections between sound and the body, or more specifically, sound and pain. There's no doubt that there is a deep embodied connection that we as humans and many other living organisms have with sound. Every culture has evolved with a variety of relationships between sound and movement. Music, language, and expression seem integral to us and our fellow earth dwellers. Even beyond the auditory, we experience sound through vibration, movement, and connection with the world around us. So what can we unearth of this relationship? What have we found of these waves that travel through the air and our bodies? I'm going to explore some studies, some interesting sonic structures, as well as the sonic in medical technology as we listen to Elaine Rodrigue, Pauline Oliveras, Suzanne Ciani, and the greatest composer of all time, The Earth. I'm going to read excerpts from an article published in Medicine A Narrative called Sound Therapy and Well-Being, Some Scientific Studies. According to The Guardian, sound therapists believe that our bodies contain energy frequencies and that sonic frequencies can be used to reattune these energies when they go off-key. All you have to do is lie down and bask in the tuneful beauty of pure sound. Psychoacoustics is the scientific study of the perception of sound, and it has fueled researchers' paths to better understand how it can be used as medicine. To understand the fundamentals of sound and healing, we must first understand our brain waves. The nucleus of our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors is the communication between neurons. Brain waves are generated by way of electrical pulses working in unison from masses of neurons interacting with one another. Brain waves are divided into five different bandwidths that are thought to form a spectrum of human consciousness. The slowest of the waves are delta waves from 0.5 to 3 hertz, which are the slowest brain waves and occur mostly during our deepest state of sleep. The fastest of the waves are gamma waves, 25 to 100 hertz, which are associated with higher states of conscious perception. According to Dr. Suzanne Evans-Morris, a speech-language pathologist, Research shows that different frequencies presented to each ear through stereo headphones create a different tone, or binaural beat. 
As the brain puts together the two tones it actually hears, through EEG monitoring, the difference tone is identified by a change in the electrical pattern produced by the brain. For example, frequencies of 200 hertz and 210 hertz produce a binaural beat frequency of 10 hertz. A series of experiments conducted by neuroelectric therapy engineer Dr. Margaret Patterson and Dr. I4 Kappel reveal how alpha brainwaves boosted the production of serotonin. Dr. Kappel explained, as far as we can tell, each brain center generates impulses at a specific frequency based on the predominant neurotransmitter it secretes. In other words, the brain's internal communication system, its language, is based on frequency. How does this work? A study on sound healing as a treatment for pain, anxiety, stress, and drug addiction describes the process. The following is a quote from this study. The sound wave hits our eardrum, making it vibrate and transmit this vibration deeper into our ear through a fluid-filled tunnel that contains hair cells. The vibrations cause the fluid to move in waves which then makes the hair cells move. This information from the hair cells is sent from the auditory nerve in the ear to the brain, which can then decode it. Sound therapy uses low frequencies that fall in the alpha, theta, gamma, delta range, which corresponds to the brainwave frequencies that vibrate in the lower range. To put this into perspective, let's think for a moment about the sleep cycle. When we're awake and fully conscious and alert, the frequency of our brain waves is between 14 and 30 hertz, which are called beta waves. When we begin to fall asleep and disassociate ourselves from the external environment, our brain starts to drift into a calm state characteristic of alpha waves, which range from about 8 to 12 hertz. Waves in this frequency range can stimulate production of serotonin, the chemical that antidepressants like SSRIs are responsible for increasing. There's also evidence for enhanced memory, reductions in cortisol, the major stress hormone, and emotional stability. Creative flow states may also be enhanced, and actually, when the brain of Albert Einstein was analyzed using an EEG, it showed that he produced consistent alpha band activity when solving complex mathematical tasks. Once we get into even deeper sleep, we delve into even lower vibrational frequencies 
say between four to eight hertz, called theta brain waves. These brain waves are present during deep relaxation when we are dreaming during REM sleep. It is believed that this mental state allows us to reach our subconscious. study conducted in 2015 proved the effect of low-frequency sound stimulation on patients with fibromyalgia. The study premises that thalamocortical dysrhythmia is implicated in fibromyalgia and that low-frequency sound stimulation can play a regulatory function by driving neural rhythmic oscillatory activity. Thalamocortical dysrhythmia is a model proposed to explain divergent neurological disorders. It is characterized by a common oscillatory pattern in which resting state alpha activity is replaced by cross-frequency coupling of low and high-frequency oscillations. The study on low-frequency sound stimulation, or LFSS, consisted of 19 female volunteers who were administered 10 treatments twice per week for five weeks. Treatments involved 23 minutes of LFSS at 40 hertz, delivered using transducers in supine position. Mean percentages were calculated on end of treatment, self-reports of improvement on pain, mood, insomnia, and activities of daily living. Significant improvements were observed with median scores, with increases of 48% to 81% on certain tests, such as the pain disability index. The LFSS treatment showed no adverse effects and patients receiving the LFSS treatment showed statistically and clinically relevant improvement. These findings reminded me of a very special place I had the pleasure of visiting in 2017, the Integratron. This historical structure is a resonant tabernacle, uh, an energy machine sited on a powerful geomagnetic vortex in the Mojave Desert. The Integratron is located in Landers, California, 20 miles north of Joshua Tree National Park. Its creator, George Van Tassel, claimed that the structure is based on the design of Moses' Tabernacle, the writings of Nikola Tesla, Tesla, 
and telepathic directions from extraterrestrials. This one-of-a-kind, 38-foot-high, 55-foot diameter all-wood dome was designed to be an electrostatic generator for the purpose of rejuvenation and time travel. The location of the Integratron is an essential part of its function, as it was built on an intersection of powerful geomagnetic forces that when focused by the unique geometry of the building, concentrate and amplifies the Earth's magnetic field. George Van Tassel spent 18 years constructing the building. He began conducting weekly meditation sessions in 1953 He claimed, led by UFO contacts and finally to an actual encounter with extraterrestrials, when according to George, in August of that year, a saucer landed from the planet Venus, woke Van Tassel up, and invited him onto the ship. There the aliens gave him a formula for a proprietary frequency for rejuvenating living cell tissue. In 1957, he began building the structure now known as the Integratron, which you can still visit today. There are other places to find sound healing other than domes designed by extraterrestrials. In fact, we have sound healers already in many of our homes. In 2006, a study was conducted by Fauna Communications, where researchers found that the frequency of a cat's purr is between 25 and 140 hertz. This covers the same frequencies that are therapeutic for bone growth and fracture healing, pain relief, swelling reduction, wound healing, muscle growth and repair, tendon repair, and mobility of joints. This would support the theory that purring is not just self-soothing for cats, but is actually a form of self-healing. The researchers at Fauna Communications believe that it's possible that evolution has provided the felines of this world with a natural healing mechanism for bones and other organs. From the Fauna Communications website, being able to produce frequencies that have been proven to improve healing time, strength and mobility could explain the purr's natural selection. In the wild, when food is plentiful, the felids are relatively sedentary. They will spend a large portion of the day and night lounging in trees or on the ground. Consistent exercise is one of the greatest contributors to bone, muscle, tendon, and ligament strength. If a cat's exercise is sporadic, it would be advantageous for them to stimulate bone growth while at rest. 
as well following injury, immediate exercise can re-break and re-tear healing muscle and tendon. Inactivity decreases the strength of muscles, therefore having an internal vibrational therapeutic system to stimulate healing would be advantageous and would also provide a measure of pain relief during the healing process. We as humans also have some of this power. In a book called Microtonal Healing, Linda L. Nielsen explores how the voice heals in the mystery of the space in between. Microtones are the infinite sounds between notes. If you pluck a stringed instrument as you turn its tuning key, you'll hear notes and the microtones between notes. In her research, Nielsen found that the voice is a vibrational tool that complements natural healing processes, and as such, it is the most vital and non-invasive tool for maintaining and restoring well-being. She notes that most of us are discouraged from using our voices, and especially from singing, from a very early age. Further, the focus of vocal training is on the notes themselves, on avoiding the spaces between, yet the space between is where the healing energy of the voice vibrates. Sound technology is already used in the medical institution very regularly. Ultrasound. What is ultrasound? Ultrasound is sound waves with frequencies higher than the upper audible limit of human hearing. Ultrasound is not different from audible sound in its physical properties except that humans cannot hear it. An ultrasound scan is a medical test that uses high frequency sound waves to capture live images from inside of your body. It's also known as sonography. The technology is similar to that used by sonar and radar, which help the military detect planes and ships. An ultrasound allows your doctor to see problems with organs, vessels, and tissues without needing to make an incision. Unlike other imaging techniques, ultrasound uses no radiation. For this reason, it's the preferred method for viewing a developing fetus during pregnancy. Your doctor may order an ultrasound if you're having pain, swelling, or other symptoms that require an internal view of your organs. A couple of other uses of sound technology for medical purposes are acoustic microscopy, which is the technique of using sound waves to visualize structures too small to be resolved by the human eye. Medical sonography is an ultrasound-based diagnostic medical imaging technique used to visualize muscles, tendons, and many internal organs to capture their size, structure, and any pathological lesions with real-time tomographic images. Ultrasound has been used since the 1940s and also has therapeutic applications, which can be highly beneficial when used with dosage precautions. 
acoustics, the science of sound, starts as far back as Pythagoras in the 6th century BC, who wrote on the mathematical properties of stringed instruments. Echolocation in bats was discovered by Lazaro Spallanzani in 1794, when he demonstrated that bats hunted and navigated by inaudible sound, not vision. Francis Galton in 1893 invented the Galton whistle, an adjustable whistle that produced ultrasound, which he used to measure the hearing range of humans and other animals. The first technological application of ultrasound was an attempt to detect submarines by Paul Langevin in 1917. The relationship between our bodies and sound goes beyond science. We can measure waves and frequencies, but can we understand why we are so affected by sound? On this full moon, I encourage you to listen with your whole body. This is XX Files Radio. I'm your host for today, Bara. Thank you for listening. <laughs>